Hello, welcome to How to Write a Novel. So uh, part two of my developing a romance story thing. So obviously you'll want to uh, listen to last episode to get caught up, but basically this is a romance story idea I've been working on and just to structure it, I'm thinking of it like a movie. I do that fairly often, but I'm especially doing it here because it just would be an excellent movie. And ever since I first had the idea, I've envisioned it as a movie, you know, romance movies. It's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty well-trod fucking path. And I'm also gonna walk it <laughs> and uh, put, my, put my twist on it. Put my Keith McNally twist on it. But basically I'm uh, playing songs that if this were a movie, these are the songs that uh, I would use on the soundtrack. Imagine someday if this was a movie and a bunch of these songs really are in it. That'd be fucking crazy. I mean, this is a pretty obscure podcast. It's doing okay. I'm pretty happy with how many people listen to this thing, considering I am not a credible source of anything. But man, yeah, this thing would be awesome in the future if, uh, if this thing actually did become a movie. You come back, listen to this anyway. Last episode, I really got on a big-ass ramble, a bunch of big rambles. This time, I've got a few more songs than last time, so uh, I'm gonna do less talk, more rock. The basic setup, to recap, is this American guy is traveling home, but he's still not really close, and he's passing through a big Russian airport, the big Russian airport because this is based on when I did that same thing and I missed my connecting flight and I had to stay overnight in Russia. So that happens to this guy, but on his stay overnight at the airport, he meets this girl who works at the airport and he hits it off with her and they have enough of a rapport that the next day when it's time for him to get on his replacement flight, he has this crazy idea that he's just like, he's a little adrift in life. He doesn't really wanna go home he would just prefer to uh, extend the adventure by whatever means necessary. So he's like, you know, if I just don't get on this replacement flight, then I'm just stuck. I'm just stuck at the airport till I buy a new ticket. Maybe they'll eventually notice that I keep hanging out at this airport, but it's such a huge airport. I can't overemphasize how fucking huge that airport is. So he just decides to live at the airport for a little while and try to court this Russian girl. So at this point in the story, the guy and the girl are still just getting to know each other, but they hit it off well enough. There's enough of a spark there to justify him staying at the airport that like when she sees that he's still there, she's gonna be like, you're so dumb, this is so stupid. But she's a little charmed too. She's willing to kind of go along with this. It's like, well, okay, stupid American. If you're stranded at the airport because you're a fucking dummy and you want to hang out with me and uh, lavish me with attention, yeah, all right, all right, let's see where this is going to go. Let's see what we're going to do with this. And uh, I realized like the song I played last time, the Jonathan Mann song was like, that's like the dude's theme song. And then the other songs I played last episode are more general tone pieces just about the feeling of a new romance, of a little blossoming connection. But this episode, I want to start off with a theme song for the girl. Do I have a name for her? You know, I'm going to look this up. I think I might. Because most of the time when I start working on a story, I don't usually have names out of the gate at the beginning, every once in a while, but usually it's just male lead, female lead, or just protagonist, or girl one, girl two, or whatever. And there always reaches a point when I've got enough notes and things are coming together well enough and the whole thing is taking shape. It's a good sign when I start to, when it starts to bother me that the characters don't have names. It's like, all right, we gotta do something about this. They can't just be called code words in my notes. You know, once I start really getting these notes together and arranging them into a, a more proper structure, Gotta have some fucking names for these characters. I'm just booting up my phone here. I'm pretty sure, if I remember right, I was gonna have the dude be named Etienne, just because I like that name. I've always liked that name. It's the name of one of the characters in The Beach, Alex Garland's novel, The Beach. 
which is uh, an okay movie, but a really good book. I love that book. And I thought Etienne is just, it's just a pretty name. And, uh, you know, it could be part of his backstory. He's American, but his, uh, his family's French. Maybe that helped set him on this fucking adventure he's taken around the world. He's got, you know, relatives in, in Europe or something. The girl, actually, before I open up my notes, if I remember right, I think maybe, maybe I named her Alyssa because Alyssa is Ayn Rand's real name or her birth name, I should say. And all I know about Russia, I really don't know anything except what I learned from Ayn Rand biographies, but I read a lot of those, so I picked up some things. Yep, that's it. Etienne and Alyssa, A-L-I-S-A. So, unless I think of anything better, those are their names. So, this first song, this is Alyssa's theme song. Because I love that idea of having like an anchor song, of like a song you can go back to if you're ever wondering like, what would Jesus do, you know? What would Alyssa do? What would this character do? If you have a song you can use as the anchor point of like, okay, what's the feeling of this song? How do I feel when I listen to this? What's the tone of this person? It definitely helps you understand like what the next step would be. What would this person do? And in this case, this girl, there's definitely going to be an undercurrent of this kind of like creepy, depressed being dragged down by just the the weight and the history and the society that she's from but that's like deep under the surface on the surface and in the middle <laughs> you know all the upper layers of this character are kind of like brash and extroverted and confident and cool like that's why the dude Etienne noticed her and why she stood out in the airport particularly in this kind of drab worn down Russian environment, this person that just stands out, the firebrand, you know? And then we'll get to know the real her as we go, but on the surface, and like again, not just the surface, most of the layers of this person are cool and confident, and like the kind of person that maybe she never would leave Russia, maybe she would just live there for her whole life. But when this idea comes in, when this weird foreign handsome foreign dude shows up and starts courting her and flinging woo and pitches the idea of like you should come with me we should go to america together or or somewhere together we should travel we should do something even though we barely know each other it's just this spark it's just this new connection we should just do it and the tone i want with her is She's practical, she's sensible, she's level-headed enough to be like, that's fucking stupid, why, why would I do that? But also, she's brave enough and adventurous enough to be like, but that would be really cool. That would be really exciting, that'd be really awesome. So, the song I've got that gives me that vibe, it's this song called Get Off by the Dandy Warhols. I'm really late to the Dandy Warhols, like I knew a song here and there, I knew The Last High because Evan Dando co-wrote it and Bohemian Like Me was super famous. And they fucking wrote the, one of their songs was the theme song to Veronica Mars. Like I kind of knew this band, but only in this past year did I really get full albums and just dig into them more. And there's some awesome shit in there. And this is one of them. This, this song has this like cowboy vibe. It's just this cool confidence is what I feel like when I hear this song. It's just a great song. It's just, it's the fucking, it's cool. This song is cool to me. And it's so hard not to sing along to, man. Ah, it's such a good song. So here's Get Off by the Dandy Warhols, the theme song for Alyssa, the girl who works at the Russian airport.
Like a ball in a chain All I wanna do is get off Like it or not, like a ball on a chain, but all I want to do is get off. Whew, just did some out in the woods squats. <laughs> Something I've been doing since the snow melted. And I live on a river. This town's got a river going through it, so there's just like tons of driftwood everywhere. And I found on either side of the river, just like the perfect sized logs that had washed up and sometimes when the water goes up and down they get uh, wet again and I can't use them and I found one up here I'm up the top of the hill now I got these three spots in town where there's like the perfect size I wonder how heavy they are I mean probably not that heavy but they feel heavy to me just these fucking pieces of wood I can just pick up and just do squats <laughs> just do like 10 squats it feels good, man. It's one thing that's nice about being out of shape. Even in like, I guess it was like 2015, before my shoulder got real bad, I was doing a lot more exercise. But my cardio was never good. Because I tried doing running and shit, but I've got flat feet, so I'd get shin splints. So my cardio never got good, but the nice thing about being kind of out of shape is it doesn't take that much exercise to just really feel good. It just gets your fucking blood pumping. 10 squats holding a big log is more than enough. Some days I can't even do 10. I got 10 today, but some days I do five and I'm like, oh, I don't know what's up with me today, but that's all I got. Although, now I think about it, that was a different piece of wood. Maybe these pieces of wood I've got stashed around town. Maybe there's more difference in their fucking weight than I thought. But yeah, it's nice. I could never get, I don't know, even though I've learned to appreciate exercise a lot more, in my adulthood. Going to gyms, not my deal. I mean, I don't have a car, I don't have a license. And it just feels uncomfortable to me. I guess different strokes for different folks. But getting all dressed up and driving to a place to do exercise, it's just, it's, you know, it's not gonna happen. But tying it into my dumb little daily routine anyway, you know? I'm always just looking for an excuse to go for a walk and to come to this, uh, this park if I can come to the park and walk up the hill and find my big hunk of wood <laughs> that's sitting there and do some squats, feels a lot more natural. It just feels good to do exercise out in the world. I recommend it, man. Give it a shot. If you're trying to, like anything that adds to, uh, you know, it's like the, these things compile. Like, it's nice to go for a walk anyway and just to be in the woods. But the more reasons you can give yourself, like... Like I started that dumb Instagram where I just take a picture every day of where I did writing. So it's like, well, let's go somewhere pretty and sit down and do some writing so I can take a picture. Oh, and also if I make it to the park, you know, that's where I can find my little log and do my little squats. But okay, next song. So to give myself general structure for this story, I was thinking, you know, we got the guy who has just missed his flight deliberately hanging out in the airport to try to... Uh, catch the eye of this girl who works in the airport. So how many days can this stretch on for? And I mean, it's like, let's just do a week, fuck it. Can't go wrong with a week. Everybody runs on a weekly cycle. Hard not to uh, identify with a week. And just to give myself some structure, you know, I got all these different notes of different little things that could happen. So it's like, yeah, let's go for a week. And I can always change it later if I decide it isn't working so well. 
but you know, this can happen this day, that day, blah, blah, blah. It's good to at least get the ball rolling, to get a basic structure set up. So at this point I'm thinking, say we're at like day three. So if it's day three, that's just enough time to sort of be establishing a bit of a pattern. Like within this little bubble world that they're living in, this guy and this chick, they've seen each other for three days. They're just kind of willing to accept for now that it's like, all right, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to come to work and this weird guy's going to be there. And I think he's kind of fun to hang out with and he seems to like me. So let's just kind of hang out. Nothing serious is going on, but they're just kind of getting a little comfortable with each other. And then day three, I figured, was when what really happened to me in real life could happen, where I hung out with a bunch of people who were all stranded because a bunch of them missed, a bunch of us missed our flights. And we ended up just hanging out and having fun, cracking open booze and getting drunk. So I figured that could happen. The dude, Etienne, could make friends with some, uh, just some group of people that are all stranded. And, you know, we'd be like, hey, you guys stranded? Hey, yeah, fuck it right on. Me too. Let's fucking hang out. And then when Alyssa, the airport girl, gets off work, she could come over. Maybe this is the first time she changes to her civilian clothes or something. Instead of going home, maybe this is a good sign that she is starting to like him. Instead of going home, she gets changed into her normal clothes and just hangs out. She's like, hey, you guys are partying? <laughs> fuck it. I'll hang out with you. Let's do it. And one thing I would definitely put in, I'm not going to play the song here, but uh, one of the things that happened to me in real life is this fucking song called uh, Tunak Tunak Tun by Dalar Mendy. This song from the early 2000s that just kind of floated around the internet because it had this kind of funny video. It was like an old school viral meme thing. But I always remembered that song just because I legitimately liked the song a lot. It was really catchy. So I was hanging out with these folk from Amsterdam and these people from India. We were all stranded. We were all sitting around drinking. And I didn't have a lot in my brain to draw from of like, what can I bring up to relate specifically to the people from India? I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know that much about Indian pop culture and stuff. What touchstones do we have that are the same? And all of a sudden, from deep in my memory banks, I was like, do you guys know this one song? <laughs> and they were like, fuck yeah, we do. And they, well, somebody brought it up on their phone, and we're all singing along to this song. And the dude from Amsterdam, he was kind of like surprised. He's like, whoa, what's going on? Because I was like, not exactly life of the party. I'm just this, I was like sick at the time, getting over a sickness and super exhausted. I was not the most energetic I've ever been in my life. But all of a sudden, I was like, boom, like I took this party up a notch. And I think he was kind of like, huh, I don't know this song. And I don't know how this guy knows this song, but everybody else knows this song and everybody's singing along. And it's like, hey, nice job. Good job. What's the opposite of a party foul, <laughs> a party bonus I got? So that would be a cool thing to throw in, throw in some Dollar Mendy. But the song I'm going to play, I was imagining if they're all just hanging out, in my case, like we ended up getting shuttled to a hotel. But in this story, everyone's just gonna stay in the airport. It's such a huge airport, like they'll just be like, here, we'll just shuffle everybody off to the side. Everyone just stay out of everybody's way over on one of these side wings of the airport. Everyone's hanging out, drinking, having fun, carousing. We did have some angry Russian security guard guys that were always telling us to shut up in the uh, hotel. But we eventually kind of won them over. We got, it. We, got, we got a few wry smiles out of those fucking Russian fucks. So I do the same thing here, like just some kind of ineffective, angry Russians telling everyone to shut up, but they don't really care and there's nothing they can really do. Just a big, big ass party happening. And I was thinking that the music of the party could switch to this song called In Other Words by Ben Queller. I don't really know Ben Queller that well. He's Australian. I always kind of meant to dig into his stuff more and I never got around to it, but I love this one song. It kind of starts as a nice piano ballad and stuff. I'm going to skip that part because then midway through the song, it just boom, it drops down. It gets real, real quiet. It's just a really quiet, pretty song. I was thinking that song could hit. Again, I'm like describing this way like a movie. Not quite sure how the novel, the novelization is going to handle all this. Certainly I'm not going to be referencing songs by name. 
but the quiet song plays, everyone's been having fun and kind of partying and everybody's drunk, you know, kind of rosy cheeked. Everyone's getting a little tipsy. And it could be one of those things where our two leads, Etienne and Alyssa, they kind of, uh, across the, the partying, they kind of catch each other's eye. And there's a little moment, you know, a little moment of connection. And I was thinking maybe they could just kind of, without saying anything, just wordlessly kind of take each other's hand, get up, do a little start of like a slow dance. And everyone would kind of watch them because everyone sort of has that sense that they're kind of the, uh, the protagonists of this story, you know? <laughs> like everybody's trapped in this little island of being at the airport. But these two already knew each other a bit and like there's something, you know, the story gets told like, oh, really? You stayed just for her? What are you doing, you weirdo? So, you know, they're kind of the heroes of the story because everyone's always interested in like a burgeoning romance. It's interesting. So everyone's kind of watching, watching them do the little slow, the little slow dance. And it's like, oh, look at this. It's happening. They're getting a little close. But what I love about this song is that it really quickly starts kind of gaining momentum and picking up a little bit and picking up a little bit and picking up a little bit and then it all is just like it's like you're tipping over a big cauldron a big bucket of water you're just tipping it over and oh, suddenly it just floods out and this song just it breaks into this awesome almost like ragtime dance song and then there's a fucking banjo and then there's piano and it's just like this super duper high energy awesome song so they're a little their little bit of like slow dance doesn't last very long. It really quickly just turns into super fun 1950s sock hop dancing, you know, and everybody just joins in and it's just a big drunk dance party. And then that can like cross dissolve into the next day where everyone's just hung over and hanging out. And she's like, oh fuck, what did I do? I didn't go home. I stayed at the airport all night, you know? She's like, this is fucked. I gotta get ready to go to work. What is the matter with me? So yeah, here's that song. Here's In Other Words by Ben Queller, but just a little, it's like a minute and a half little truncated version of just the, the quiet part quickly evolving into the super fun dance part.
Hey, yo, yo, all right, let's give this a shot, see how this goes. So uh, I was just heading to my cousin's house who lives right at the top of that park that I'm always in and always blabbing about while I'm in my hometown. And I was coming up to hang out and uh, I don't know, I think he took a nap because uh, he's not responding, but I'm like, whatever. This little picnic bench behind his apartment building. I'm just hanging out there. My whole life is like set up for that. You know, when I'm traveling around to different places, it's like all I need is in this little book bag. Even if I didn't have the book bag, I mean, really all I need is in my pockets. I got my little portable phone to do my little writing on. So anyway, yeah, I sat down and I did my writing for the day. I wrote, figured out this, untangled this knot on my main novel where I didn't know what was gonna happen in the next chapter, but now I got it. Did a little tiny bit on the story of the two girls stranded on the island. And because I've been doing these podcasts about the romance story, it's like, yeah, I gotta work on the romance story. Let's do it. Let's do it while it's exciting to me, while it's relevant in my brain. So I've got my notes, whatever notes I had, I've got them sorted chronologically. And, uh, and then I'm just kind of making my way through. So I'm right at the start. I'm literally just the guy's plane has landed. He's not even off the plane yet. He's just waiting for them to let everybody off the plane. And, uh, and I decided instead of him just pontificating straight into the book, I'm like, yeah, well, this guy, he's kind of gregarious. That's the whole point of his character. Surely he made friends with uh, whoever he was sitting next to on this leg of the flight. So I'm uh, just going to have him sitting next to an older lady who's from Russia. You know, even though in my story it's not Russia, it's a fictional country. But, you know, just uh, blab to her. All the crap I was going to have him say about, like, not minding if he misses his connecting flight and whatever. Just introducing this kind of uh, guy who's floating around the world. I can just have him talk to her. So I'm still working on that. The very first part of the very first chapter of just him talking to this woman next to him in the plane. And it's bad. I just feel like it's bad. I'm like, this is kind of an awkward conversation. Like, this is not much better than just writing this stuff out in a prose format. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's my phone buzzing. Bzz, bzz. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Fell asleep. Be right down. All right, so I'll take a little break. Instead of uh, talking about the next song right now, I'll just say, uh, just want to mention that even though I, I feel like this is bad, this is not a good start. Like, I'm looking at this chapter, and I'm like, this conversation is really awkward. This really is just cramming in some fucking, uh, some exposition, basically. I'm disguising it as a conversation, but it's a pretty fucking lame conversation. Pretty transparent what I'm doing here. But because I'm having kind of a hard time with this story, like I was saying last episode, the whole concept of a romance story is kind of tough for me. I'm going to extra not care. You know, I kind of like the idea of trying different stuff with my different stories. Why not try some different approaches? So for this one, because I've been going mega slow with my other writing where I want my first draft to be as good as possible. For this one, I'm just gonna be like, you know what? Let's actually make the first draft a piece of shit. Let's just plow forward and not give a fuck. Like this conversation with the lady next to him, I'm like, this isn't even close to good. There's no chance this is good. I don't like it. I don't care though. I'm just gonna write it and put it in the that's good enough folder and move on. And I'm gonna make this story have a terrible first draft just to try it, just to see what happens, you know? Maybe I'll end up liking it. Maybe doing radical revisions on a second draft won't be as hard as I think. I think it's probably a bad idea, but again, I've learned many times, I can think whatever I want. It doesn't matter, I'm never right. You only know for sure when you try stuff. All right, so I'm heading into my cousin's place. I'll uh, ding dong, I'll be back right now. It starts stopping when it starts stopping. It's uh, stopping. Yeah! Oh, yeah! Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah! Hey, yo, back to the fucking How to Write a Novel podcast. It's the next day. So now that the weather is getting good, this park's starting to get a little crowded with people. So I'm off the trail. 
I'm just walking through woods. It'll be extra crunchy and noisy. But yeah, I was just hanging out at my cousin's house for a few days because his roommate is gone. So I was just like, I'm going to be the surrogate roommate. Play some video games and shit. But yeah, since he lives right next to this park, it's real easy to get here. So I'm just here to do my writing for the day. Just do my little bit. That is like my ultimate fantasy with this podcast. You know, like I said, it's cool that some people listen to it while I'm a, uh, a fledgling nobody. But what'll be extra cool is if I write a book that's successful at all, and then people come back and listen, it's like, give me the secret. What's the secret? How did he do it? And the only secret is gonna be just write a little bit every day. Just make sure that every day you go write a little bit. I mean, I don't intend to spend more than 20 minutes today doing writing. It's gonna be enough. It's gonna be fine. It all adds up. It's taking forever, but hey, what's the fucking hurry? Slow and steady. As far as specific writing advice and stuff, it's like, who knows, man? You really gotta figure that shit out for yourself. Everybody's got different predilections and talents. And everybody's trying to write different kinds of stuff. That's something I might blab about coming up. But I've realized that, like how different it is to write these different kinds of stories and a different kind of approach. But yeah, you know, you got to figure all that shit out for yourself. But the way you figure out what writing works for you and what techniques work and blah, 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 is just doing it. You learn by doing, and you do it every day, and you just stick with it, and eventually you get done. And that's it. It's not glamorous. It's not an exciting answer. But that's the fucking answer. All right, so this next song, this is the most locked in to the story any of these songs are. Like, this is the one where, when I listen to the song, I can just envision it beat for beat. I can see the whole scene. Because I think I had this idea first that I wanted, as the, as the couple is getting more familiar with each other, getting to know each other, getting closer, I want them to listen to a song. Kind of like that scene in the movie Garden State, where Zach Braff and Natalie Portman listen to a Shin song. But they only listen to it for like 10 seconds. In my story, these fuckers are going to listen to the whole song, <laughs> the whole thing. And I wanted it to be kind of a, a more downbeat kind of song because uh, that's, I guess, the stage I want them to be at now. We're like, say, four days into their week-long whirlwind romance. And it's like, yay, cool, it's exciting, it's fun to hang out with each other, it's this new person, all this. But I kind of want them to move into the zone of like, this is after they've stayed up all night party and they're a little wiped. But they're also feeling closer and like more uh, confident in putting down the barriers a little or putting down the facade. Where uh, me personally, I feel like I spend a lot of my life just trying to be polite to people. Just trying to be nice to people, you know, I can't really be myself because my actual self is kind of not that nice all the time, you know? <laughs> a little bit of a bitter, angry person. Not to like an extreme degree, just, you know, we've all, there's things in life that didn't turn out like we hoped that they would. There's things about the world, about society, about the people that we know. You know, it's like, it's disappointing. It's like, you know, I really hoped it would all be a little better than this. But you can never really be that honest with that side of things because nobody likes it. It makes you a big grumpy downer. And it's uh, of limited value too, I guess. It's not so bad to just keep that shit to yourself. But it does get, it wears you out after a while. You know, it's nice to just be able to be honest with somebody, even if it's, uh, you know, to be honest about that downer side of life. In some ways, I kind of think that's what, I mean, it's, it's one of the things that's valuable about close relationships is not just, oh, you make my life so wonderful. Everything's great. Let's uh, reflect our happiness and wonder on each other. It's having somebody that you can actually 
you can be sad with, you know? You can just fucking get down and dirty with the reality of shit. I drank a lot of coffee today, by the way. Oh man, I'm getting into swampland. This is getting bad. So yeah, I figured they could be a little wiped and a little worn out. But because she works at the airport, she knows places you can go. Like, uh, I don't know, I had this one job where I knew how to get onto the roof. And when I was a film projectionist, I had all kinds of weird places I could take you. All these weird little hidden passages and stuff. So I'm going to figure she's got that same type of thing at the airport. She knows a... She has roof access to this one area where nobody ever goes. You can just go hang out on the roof and watch planes take off and stuff. And it's going to be kind of cold and windy because we're in harsh Russia. But they're going to be up there just kind of huddled together. You know, maybe with like a coat pulled over both of them or like a blanket. Maybe they've got blankets there, like emergency blankets or something. So she brings one up and they're kind of huddled together and they're just having a nice little quiet moment. More of a downbeat moment. And they could blab about music and I was thinking like in the, in the novel version, I'm not going to get specific about any of these songs, but if this was a movie, I'm like, man, what song could I use? And I was thinking I could do Mike Shinoda, because I brought him up before on this podcast. I'm just obsessed with that solo album he put out. It's so good. And he would be the perfect one because he was in Linkin Park and Linkin Park was so stupid famous, you know? Like, I feel like that's a reference that, I mean, it's already getting old. By the time this was ever a movie, it would be somewhat of an aged reference. But I feel like you can get away with Linkin Park for a long time. It's like bringing up Leonard Skinner or something. People are going to know Linkin Park for a long time. And like to cross barriers between countries, you know, like Linkin Park's one of those bands that even after they slowed down in North America, they were as popular as ever in other countries. If you go look at their like concerts in Mexico and Brazil and shit, and it's insane. It's just like, fuck, that's a lot of people. So I was thinking he could bring that up. Like, she's like, hey, what are you listening to or whatever? And he's like, you know, Linkin Park, you know that band? And I thought it'd be cool if she doesn't know one of the really big hits. I was thinking Breaking the Habit would be perfect because it's not like their greatest song. It's not their biggest hit, but it was a pretty big hit and it's not a bad song. And it would just be neat if she knew that song. Like, oh yeah, this band, that song. You know, just that slight little twist of like not necessarily the singles that a North American would jump to. Oh, almost walked into a spider web. Close one. So yeah, he could music nerd out on her a bit about like, oh yeah, that band and that guy killed himself and this is the album that came out after and blah, blah, blah. And they could just do a classic, each have one earbud in and listen to the song together. It's one of these things that could get obnoxious super fast when just some music nerd is barfing their music nerdery all over you. As I'm sure you're well aware, because that's what's happening in this very podcast right now. <laughs> but if you... Don't do it too much. It can be fun. You can have little music connections. It's fun. Fun to have those with people if you don't push it too far and become a big blowhard just blabbing about shit no one cares about. So yeah, I was thinking they could be sitting on the roof. It's kind of windy, overcast. Mmm, I got sap on my hand. It smells good. They're listening to this song and they're just, they're kind of huddled together because it's a little cold and they're sharing a blanket. And they just get a little closer and a little closer and maybe like intertwine their fingers. That's first verse, first chorus. Then, second verse, second chorus, we cut to the people that they were hanging out with the day before who got on their new flights and headed off. And it's going to be basically the same as the people I hung out with in real life. So there was uh, a dude and his girlfriend from Amsterdam that were traveling off to Thailand or something and a married couple, they had just gotten married from uh, India and they're, who were going back to India. So this second verse, we cut to the couple from Amsterdam. They're in a bus somewhere and the guy looks out the window and he sees some monument or some view and he points it out to her and she looks out and they smile at each other. Then we cut to a plane with the Indian couple in it and the wife has fallen asleep and the dude is just like looking at her, like just, just so content, so happy. Like, this is my wife. This is crazy. We're married now. This is so amazing. And then on the second chorus, we cut back to the Amsterdam couple. And now they're in front of this, whatever this monument was, you know, like some big Buddha statue or something. 
and they're having a classic movie kiss while someone else takes their picture. And then we cut to the Indian couple and they're leaving their plane. They're getting off the plane and all their family is there waiting for them and they all just have the big hug of like, you're back from your honeymoon, you're back, all right. So amazing, everyone's so happy. And then the song kind of shifts down a gear. The lyric is like, I'm a call without an answer. I'm a shadow in the dark. And that's where we cut back to our main couple back on the roof of the airport, just huddled together. And then that same line hits again, but it's all like operatic. I'm a call without an answer. I'm a shadow in the dark. And like when that part happens, we cut to this big like overhead wide shot, like a helicopter shot, just like slowly circling around the airport. We just see this view of this huge airport and you can just see these two little people on the roof, just together, just so small and so just them. There's no one else around. And man, it would just be so beautiful. God, it would be the best. It's a shame that there's no way I can recreate this in the novel version, you know? It's gonna be real different in the written version, but were this a movie, that's how it would go. And it would be awesome. And it's just our, you know, again, that moment that I feel like you don't necessarily get all the time in a romance movie. Mostly the story's not gonna have this vibe. It's gonna be a lot more upbeat than this, but I like that idea of just right in the middle. Let's just have a few minutes where we can just be a little introverted, be a little downbeat, be a little inward, but together. And I like that idea of cutting to the different couples because there's very few characters in this story, but these other couples we briefly met and just where they're at and what they're off doing. And then to cut back to our main people, it like solidifies that they're a couple now too. They're part of the pantheon, you know? And then after this, to counterbalance the uh, emo-ness. <laughs> We're gonna have a, an upbeat song right after, but I'll get to that. So this is Nothing Makes Sense Anymore by Mike Shinoda. Fucking beautiful song. So yeah, just imagine our fledgling couple sitting on the roof of the airport listening to this song. And then we cut the flashes of the other people they met and then back to them. Sweeping panorama. Awesome. Yeah. 
Test, 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 test. All right, so this is the transfer point where the earlier stuff I recorded for this episode was before last episode. So last episode when I was just talking about the straight jacket feeling of just being trapped in this fucking goddamn town and everything being a bit sucky. I recorded that stuff before, so now we're after, after I've just like, it's like, it's again, it's not like things are so bad, but they're just not so great, you know? I'm just sitting here on this little bench. It's pretty windy, again, not too many mosquitoes. Sun's going down. And it's just like, I don't know, it's like trying to get over a hump. It's just like, ugh, you know, I just, I mean, for like, I don't know, days now, like a week, I've been putting off recording anything else for this episode because I was just like, ah, I just don't feel it today. I just feel shitty today. Fuck it. But then tomorrow I feel the same way and the next day I feel the same way. And it's just like, fuck, you know, it's fucking annoying. It's like, what can you do, dude? I can't just wait. Can't just wait forever. (laughs) Nothing's going to change. I'm still going to be stuck here. Nothing is going to change anytime soon. You just got to plow through, you know, just got to push through. Probably I'll feel better if I just fucking push forward with my little projects. Eh, But even if I don't, whatever, you know, at least stuff will get done. At least I'll go forward a little. So yeah, it's weird. This next part, this next little song I want to play, this next little part of the story. It's funny, I just did the the sad sort of downbeat scene or the... uh, Not even sad so much, but just kind of melancholic scene. This next one's supposed to be a happy scene to kind of fucking bounce back from that, not to wallow in it too much. Where it's like funny just because my, I just, I feel opposite. When I was talking about the sad song, I felt all like, yeah, jazzed up and cool. Now that I'm talking about the jazzed up cool song, I feel all fucking blah. But anyway, yeah, again, no need for me to fucking belabor this. Just blurt it out. So so my idea was after the couple sits on the roof of the airport with just by themselves and they're just sharing headphones and listening to this uh, downbeat song, I thought that's cool. I want that little moment, that little connection moment where, you know, they can kind of just demonstrate that they can be sort of sad with each other, but I don't want that to be the whole thing. I don't want that to be at all what this relationship is based on or whatever. Fucking uh, mosquitoes, goddammit. Where'd the wind go? I had wind a second ago. Where'd it go? So anyway, I thought the girl could say like, hey, give me those headphones, and she plugs them into her phone, and she's like, hey, you wanna hear a sad song? Fuck, fuck, I'll play you a sad song. But then it's not going to be a sad song at all. It's going to be a super jazzy, upbeat, cool, happy song. And she's going to stare at him as it plays, you know, like stare at him real seriously. Like this is some serious shit, you know, like pay attention to this deep song I'm playing, even though it's just a silly, fun song. And then as she keeps staring at him with just this like, you know, faux seriousness, she starts sort of doing a little dance to it while he just like grins like he cracks up it just you know because it's funny because people laugh when things are funny and she can start doing like a little dance to it i just thought that'd be just a cool little moment and the song i mean it could be any song 
it could just be that the song's on my mind right now, but I really love this song because it's it's like things from previous eras, you know, like we've got what we've got. We're not getting any more. Like I always think about that with 80s movies and 80s music. Like we've got what we've got, but they're not making any more. You know, you can try to do an homage to it. You can try to recreate the feeling, but you can't have any more of the real thing. You can go dig up obscure 80s songs and 80s movies, but you can't have any new ones. We got what we got. And this is similar, except it's a 90s song. It's like the perfect 90s soundtrack song, you know? Like this is the kind of song that could be, I think of like the 10 Things I Hate About You soundtrack with like Fascinating New Thing by Semisonic, like that type of song, that feeling of song. And again, it's not, uh, it's not like a recreation, it's not a facsimile, it's an actual lost 90s song. And not only that, it's like, it's, it's what should have been a 90s hit, but it wasn't. The song's called So Much Better by Evan Olsen, and there's this great episode of the podcast Reply All called The Case of the Missing Hit. And it's so fucking great because it's this guy who, uh, he was trying to sing this song to his wife as they were driving home. And he's like, you know, half remembering it. And he's like, you, you ever hear that song? You remember that song? And she's like, I never heard that song in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. So he started looking it up on his phone so he could just play it over the speakers in the car. And he couldn't find anything. And it became this obsession where he's like, I remember this song. This song was on the radio. This song was successful to some degree and I cannot find any information about it. So the whole podcast is about the quest to find this song and they recreate the song by memory as best as they can and they play it for people and it's like fascinating. The Case of the Missing Hit by Reply All. You should go listen to that podcast because it's really good. And it's extra good because they do eventually track down the song and the story of like just the limited release that it had and the kind of, this guy was on the verge of success and it just never quite happened. So you get these little specks of people here and there who were in just the right market who heard this song, but it never became a national hit. And the guy, Evan Olsen, he's successful. Like, he has a song on the Smallville soundtrack and stuff. Like, he's done stuff. But yeah, it just never popped off. It just never got all the way there. But when you finally hear this song at the end of the episode, especially because the whole way through you've been hearing their facsimiles of it, their memories of it, that kind of suck. And then when you hear the real song, it's like, oh, that's actually really good. I could absolutely see that being a hit in the mid to late 90s. But it just wasn't. It just wasn't fated to be. It just didn't work out. But ever since I heard that podcast, that song's been like stuck in my head. And it's just awesome because it's a 90s hit that has been rediscovered. You know, it is the genuine article. It's the real thing, but it's not played out. It's not you know, most 90s songs at this point, they're just, you know, you're tired of them. It's like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that song too many times. I don't want to hear it again. But this one's brand new. It's a brand new 90s hit. And it's got that perfect tone, especially because I'm thinking of this as a soundtrack, you know? It's a soundtrack song. It's such a soundtrack song. It's perfect. <laughs> it's the perfect song. So I love the idea that after they sit there and listen to the downbeat song then they listen to this song and it just quickly just devolves into them dancing and just having a fun a fun time oh it worked i feel so much better now <laughs> which is ironic that's the name of this song isn't it holy that's weird oh that's funny just for you know the last few days i've been putting off recording this podcast because i'm like i don't want to do the podcast when i'm in a bad mood It'll just make a bad recording. I'll just wait till I get over this hump. But I wasn't getting over the hump. And now just this, what was that, 10 minutes of talking? I feel much better. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess that's the truth is just, yeah, just plow through. Plow through with your projects. Do your stuff. I'm sure once I turn this off and I go do whatever I'm doing for the rest of the evening, I'm sure I'll stumble back down into dourness mode. But yeah, right now, man, I feel better. Ah, oh, man, I feel, I feel so much better. Here's So Much Better by Evan Olsen.
I'm, uh, I'm really pretty bad at predicting how long these episodes are going to be. I really thought like the first episode of this would be the only one that I would just burn through all this in no time. And then I thought for sure, oh well, the second episode, I'll get through it all. But I mean, now that I think about it, that I'm like throwing in songs, it's not going to make the episode shorter, right? <laughs> it's obviously going to make them longer. So let's make this a three-parter because that's enough for now. So, uh, you know, we got our little couple in a pretty good little situation where, uh, I mean, within this little bubble world that they're in, you know, the girl's just going to work every day. It's not exactly the most exciting thing in the world, but there's been this guy there all week and that's like a cool, exciting thing. So she's kind of into that. And on his side, I mean, she's pretty much literally the only person that he knows in the world, you know, in the bubble world of hanging out at the airport. It's just her. So they're very together right now. But of course, a reckoning has to come where uh, dude can't just live in the airport forever. He's got to fucking go home. So next episode, we'll pick it up there of... Uh, what my original idea for the ending of this story was that I came up with pretty quick when I had this idea when I was actually stranded in Russia and then in Japan. I came up with the whole thing pretty quick. But since then, I've had new thoughts about what the ending is going to be. So we'll talk about that next time. Thank you for listening. Uh, just to clear things out, to finish things off, that first song I played, Get Off, the uh, Dandy Warhol song that I thought was kind of like the, the theme song for the girl Alyssa. They have another song that's a lot like that. They're kind of an eclectic band, so they don't, uh, they're, you can't really pinpoint a distinct style. So that style of that song, Get Off, or it's almost like a weird country song, they don't do that very often, but they have this other song 
I can't remember what it's called, the King of the Truckers or something, but it is sort of like a weird trucker country song. It's not as good, but it's still pretty good. So let's just fucking, it's gonna play some corny, sappy romance shit, but let's just play this instead. And I'll see you next time. Thank you, adios. I was ship shake, shoot, shake, towel around. I used to live down, 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 truck town. I was the loudest, loudest, loudest around. But it was 15 years since I heard of the sound. I said, look at, look at, did you come on down? Cause when the law starts shaking, I'm shaking them down. They call the lines of the outlaw truckers around. Cause I'm me, see, jack up on John. Shut it down, cause I'm mean. See, the jacked up on me.